There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes, 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 yes. QFTA, Tim McKernan Show, HomeLoanExpert.com Studios. All the players, all the hustlers, they have gathered. Jackson, we have, I mean, we have so many questions. QFTA, it needs to expand. Maybe we need to do QFTA on Balloon Party and just see how it goes. How would that go? <laughs> To a, well, the FCC might have some problems God, right off the bat, especially for getting the erotic story. I can't get my head. My headphones aren't working. Is there a reason for that? No, I, no. I don't need them. We're I not taking yeah. calls on the program, but I just no, like to We have, should, though. I like to have that in my ears, I nurse. I, I can't broadcast unless I can hear my own voice back I in yeah. my ears. So it's like, why am I wearing I don't know. why. I usually get them in here. We are recording. We are. Oh, yeah. All right. Now I guess I'm going to have to take them off. I'm taking my top off. Oh, it's a big so show. Hot. So I'm taking these off. Yeah, I, I'm not uh, comfortable in, without the headphones. But either way, all right, homeloanexpert.com studios. Email in tmckernan at insidestl.com. And I like that people now are taking me. I got a TMA conspiracy theory. What else do I have here? I got I got some good ones. I mean, I really do. I could do an hour on each of the ones that I have called up here. Uh, and they're all sent in here over the last week. They're all fresh in the month of May. So there you go. Uh, email in anytime. Anything is welcome. I'm glad people now maybe are getting that. I mean it. Anything is welcome. Fuck. Let's go. Damn it. <laughs> Doing a damn podcast for a while. Ask anything. Say anything. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Do you understand that, Jackson? It doesn't matter. It doesn't. What can the people... I'm challenging them. Here's the new one. Say something that you think will piss me off. See if you can piss me off. Yeah. I guess the thing there would be like a uh, false premise, like building a, a theory on a false premise. That's my weak spot? No, but that would be something where it's like, uh, like what, watch me build this whole scenario play out on a premise that has not been proven. Because that's a, a, that's a, a logical fallacy. And that would not, not piss you I off. I couldn't be more confused right now. It would poke a hole in it. it would po- you'd be able to poke a hole in it. Okay. So I don't know if that would piss you off as much. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think, like, what gets me going? I don't like when the internet goes out. Yeah, oh, boy. These days, if your internet goes out, you got nothing. Yeah, well, I mean, you can go to your hotspot on your phone. That's what you do. Yeah, but that's it's, yeah, shaky yeah, at best. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a data situation on your uh, phone. What else? I'm trying to think. My son... Banty rooster. <laughs> but, I mean, he's not going to be on the podcast, I don't think. No, not yet. Um, yeah, he's, he's uh, I think I said this on TMA, but uh, I was out playing with him on Sundays. First time he was ever really playing golf, like playing. Right. And uh, and I was playing with the guy I play with a decent amount, Wellington's brother, Michael Wellington's brother, nice. as a matter of fact. And, uh, and his daughter, who's nine, who's like a prodigy and uh and i missed a birdie putt on a tough hole number five mm, and uh had an opportunity left it short and my son goes you missed it because you're a junk player I'm like <laughs> wow look at this son of a bitch yeah really this guy he's gonna get his ass beat he's going to get his ass beat so what pisses, what, what pisses you off you don't like when people talk about mizzou basketball bad do you 
Yeah, I don't love that. Um, they thought you were going to weep today on TMA when they brought up Kobe Brown transferring. I, I really wasn't even close. I don't. I don't think I've ever been close to tears on TMA. Um, balloon parties, a couple times brought me <laughs> to my brink, but uh, never on TMA. I'm trying to think of something that like. I just. I. I really hate this epidemic. We kind of talked about it in TMA months ago, but like this epidemic of like, uh, just being pessimistic about everything and i think that's yeah so- you did, you had that that was one of the most surprising moments in our shows with you you yeah for sure our, it was such a it was kind of ted lasso is what were we saying it's so much more enjoyable in life to be optimistic and positive yeah basically but you were being sincere it almost was so sincere that you didn't know if it was satirical but i knew you were being sincere it was and 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 that time i wish i wouldn't have done it because it, it's better for like this podcast or something yeah yeah i know what you're saying it's i know not, what you're it's saying not necessarily, i know what you're saying i know i know exactly what you're saying because i love the roast nature of tma i think it's outstanding that's why it's stayed stood the test of time but uh i do uh, i mean i stand by what i said is that you know and you're you were right when you said it in the time was like social media has amplified this so much but like it's everything sucks and you know you know whether it be sports or any anything really like everything sucks and you know it's just easier and more fun to crap on things people will be more on board with you if all you do is crap on things and to me that's just like no way to live life like it's cool to me like it's enjoyable and i find give more respect to people who have something that they're passionate about and they love and they openly talk about it and they don't care what people say about but, it but like, so i agree with that yeah. but here and i think that certainly exists but those people aren't spending their time alone on twitter or facebook or right. take your pick of wherever instagram comments youtube comments stl today comments my personal favorite yeah uh you know like you know i think about my circle of friends or peers in business and I'm like none of them right. <laughs> you know 100%. and then on top of it I, if i found out that one of them was like active on like one of those types of things i would look at him like oh fuck you yeah. know like oh you know, okay. something must have happened. Right, exactly. That's the key. You know what I mean? So that's, so you can't, but what happens if you, so for what we do, we were on these things, even though I'm like not very much relative to what it was just even a year or two ago. And so I'll scroll and I'll see it. And so then that becomes what you think people are saying, right, but it's exactly. that segment of the population that participates in it. Yeah. Um, which then reminds me of something that I was thinking about talking about on QFTA. And I guess you're not in when I'm, I mean, you've recorded some of my sound stories, Mm -hmm. but certainly it's the plow hawk more often than not. And I am telling you, and I don't know if Doug would say this, Doug does a whole lot of them. Randy Carricker does a whole lot of them and Hewlett does a whole lot of them. That would probably be the the people who at the moment have done the most. Um, I, every time we get to one of the questions we ask in Sound Stories, one of the biggest changes you've seen over the course of your lifetime, what would you say is a change for the better? What would you say is a change for the worse? And I'm telling you, do you know what the answer is? I mean, I've already kind of set it up here. There's a tell. Social media. 100%. I'm telling you, it gets brought up, and I, and I, could, not, I could not agree more. I could not agree more. And, and I don't necessarily look at it through the eyes of a 46-year-old or a 25-year-old in your case. I look at it through the eyes of, I can't look at it through their eyes. But when your psyche is so weak, insecure, mm-hmm. you know, during puberty, the early teenage years, and now you're exposed to to that shit, right. I just, oh, I am so grateful. I mean, I, I, was, I, I always say I was born a little too early for the lesbianism. <laughs> which bothers me, 
but the reward of that is that I really didn't have to live like you've lived, which is knowing nothing but social media. Like yeah. the shit that I was doing when I was working at KMOV and in the 2000s and the way I was behaving too, um, I would have never, I would have been taken out. You know, I still, my promise is I will be taken out so people will be able to celebrate the day I go down. But I would have been, ta- I would have never gotten to whatever because I would have been taken out because I was at the stag bar and, you know, fucking around and doing all kinds of shit. Never drugs somehow. I, even though I know if you listen to the morning grind, you'd be certain that I was, <laughs> but I really wasn't. Uh, and if I did, you know, I'd tell you, but just look back on it. I would have never, and, and the shit I was saying probably on the morning grind, you know, just never would have lasted. Right. Never would have lasted. Never would have lasted. And on top of it, also not as, uh, I think a lot of people would tell you, Jackson, that there is, I think, forced maturity when you have a child, but then at the same time, plenty of people have children when they're super young. Oh, yeah. and plenty of people younger than you have oh, children. Yeah, for sure. But it, for me, because I had my first child when I was, I guess, he, I was 40, um, I had had some time, and I got to do the shit I wanted to do, so I was, like, good with moving on to that chapter yeah. of my life. That's, but God, if I would have been the guy that I was, like, 15 years earlier with social media and the way I was acting and as drunk as I was, late night as I was, and something I would have tweeted or put, I mean, holy <laughs> right. shit. Like, they're occasionally, like, Facebook has a memory to show you. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Get that out of here. Get that out of here. I mean, I'm, like, talking about, like, I don't even know. Like, Brie Olson, like, fucking a piece of furniture, which she did tell me. <laughs> but I posted on my Facebook. <laughs> I mean, what in the fuck? And I, I've said it before that I have friends who are obviously the same age as me and, you know, had careers and families at that point, and they had to be looking at me like... <laughs> the fuck's this guy doing right you know right but there's so much in its infancy though you didn't know media. like it was a way to communicate right it you was know? totally different like yeah the when i was like you know middle school early high school social media was so much different than when i left high school yeah you know 2016 is what 2015 really is kind of and i guess you could even start like 2012 is kind of when things changed like the the kind of mood on social media kind of is changed that right? why is that do you cite it's interesting. Uh, I agree that it changed 100%, but I don't know when and why. I mean, it all kind of, and it's not like blaming, you know, these individuals, but it's the culture around it, whether it be the second term of Obama or the first term of the of Donald Trump, like that kind of in that era was kind of like where things totally changed, at least from my view of it. But also, yeah, I would agree with that. I, I agree was with it, but I don't I'm trying to figure out the why, but I would agree that with that time frame, I just don't know why. Maybe people have theories on that. Team McKernan cable and news, it could be simple as that, but even then, yeah, like yeah, it doesn't paint the full picture well before Twitter was around. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there it is. Uh, yeah, but I just it, it stood out to me. I, I had a, a gentleman who was a had a very distinguished career I was interviewing and on Monday for a sound story. And he just immediately jumped on social media. I'm like, God, it just stands out to me that almost every time I'm interviewing somebody who's in their 70s or 80s, they just are so concerned by social media. Not like they're intimidated by it. No, this technology, I, you know, right. that's not it. They're just going, it's so damaging. Yeah. You know, because they've seen, they've seen, some of them seen the World War II era, and they obviously saw the 60s and the Vietnam era. And then they see this and they're just like, holy shit, this is something else. But I'm sure they're thinking through the eyes of their children or more specifically their grandchildren. Right. And looking at it and going, what is this crap? I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be like, you know, in 10 years. I 
I have no idea. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Yeah. If, I, don't, I mean, now Facebook's looked at like as a place for the olds. Sure. So where is like the vile spewed right now? Twitter. Twitter. Oh yeah, and it's yeah, getting it is... worse and worse every day. Oh, is that right? Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Since I mean, yeah, and it's I mean, it's been worse without any outside, you know, prodding. But then Elon Musk takes it over, and it has gotten even more toxic. Is, is that right? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't know. And then now it's. Becoming... I just don't really. I'm, you know, I don't pay much attention. Yeah, it's just been. It's a. It's onslaught of just brutalness, and it's. And yeah, and you're right. When I went on that you know, diatribe about what I was saying on uh, TMA a few months ago, it's I, it is fueled by social media, and you're right. It's a vacuum. People who are super happy and content aren't going on there to you know post their positivity. They're just being positive. Well, they're just secure and they have lives. To, right. to, to, they don't need to like go, hey, look, I'm at the you know I have good green seats tonight or something. You know, <laughs> right. whatever the bullshit is. And so, I would yeah. take that. It's just like the constant shitting on everything. It's, yeah, and it's, that's why I'm just like I'm out. Yeah. It is. A, there's just. I mean, God. You know, like media companies. Are like you got to get on social media, and I'm just like, oh, I'm just. You know, and I get it. Hey, I get it. There's there's ways to do it though. Right. Like, you know, like for TMA, what we're doing with the clips of the shows, as opposed to like, hey, we need you to give takes during the Cardinal game. Like, oh, no, I think I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll give you my resignation. Actually, that's <laughs> yeah. that's what I'll give you. I'm not, yeah. I'm not interested. It's a counter offer. <laughs> I, I don't know that any place is doing that. I would assume it's got to be going on somewhere. Oh, yeah. Some fucking manager somewhere is saying that. Anyway, we got uh, questions galore. We got sponsors, which we're grateful for. TheHomeLoanExpert.com. James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Online at CarltonInsurance.net. Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Three one four eight eight nine zero five zero three. Go online at EvergreenSTL.com. Just a wonderful gentleman. That James Carlton saved the day for me and my family. My wife had a flat tire. I was babysitting. I'm sorry. You get yelled at for that. I was parenting <laughs> our one-year-old. He's napping. She's got a flat tire, ran over like, I don't know what that looked like, a spike. And so she's uh, out there in the middle of nowhere with uh, our five-year-old, and uh, James Carlton was on top of it right away. That's why I love him. 314-961-4800. Mark Hanna, wonderful gentleman. Life Sherpa. Truly a life Sherpa. 889-0503-314-889-0503. Go online at evergreenstl.com. And the great Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling. As Jackson and I sit here today, I got highs in the 80s, and the dotum temperatures are glorious. 79 and sunny and 80 and sunny for the dotum. Love it. Uh, but that means it will be hot and you will need to get that air conditioning running. If it doesn't work, go to designairservice.com and you will work with the great Seth Goldcamp and his staff at Design Air Heating and Cooling. And you have Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. 314-252-0029 or go online at stlouisacura.com or altontoyota.com and work with Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, or Peter Munganess at Munganess, St. Louis Acura. And they service all makes and models. So even if you didn't get your car from Munganess, your car serviced at Munganass. It's Munganass St. Louis Acura at Alton Toyota. All right. Here we go, Jackson. All right. I'm going to let you go. One, two, three, four, five, six. I think maybe I can go deeper than that. Uh, all right. I'm going to go. All right. I'm going to give you one through six. Pick a number, and I'm going to go. Four. Okay. One, two, three, four. All right. Oh, it's a TMA conspiracy theory. Nice. Good pick, Jackson. Thanks. No problem. Brad <laughs> Boca is the author. Here's a conspiracy theory. Iggy's character on TMA is mostly an act to antagonize the audience. He's a lone wolf doing what amounts to a one-man show. 
So that's why others aren't in on it. I'll explain. This is great. This isn't just a theory. It's an explanation. Once Iggy started taking the brunt of email jokes, I think he steered into it to create content. He had found his place on the show. And like he says all the damn time, obviously I'm just joking. Let's take using the name Randy character. He may have stumbled over it once and then ran with it. To antagonize, text in about this, fats and sads who live to correct me, I think he thought. But when Mike Claiborne came in the closet, Iggy used Randy's real name. He didn't want to look like a rubed Claibs. He has recently retold stories and admitted he knows he's repeating himself. Tim, are they texting how many times I've told this before? Granted, there are times he just says brain-dead things naturally. And to me, that's funnier than any bit he's run with. Tim, you've talked about how people on the show have had roles or characterizations they fill. Iggy found one and has consciously tried to fill it without even talking to you guys about it. I guess it's still a conspiracy if only one person is in on it. That's from Brad and Boca. All right, now, first off, i got to jump on something. There is no way I've ever said people are, like, playing roles. I guess what he said is, Tim, you've talked about how people on the show have had roles or characterizations they fill. Because I, if, I, if I was like somebody, if I knew Iggy was playing in his own mind a character, right. I'd be like, dude, you got to stop this shit, right. you know, because that's not what I want. The show has to be as honest as possible. Certainly yeah. some things will be kept, you know, as we've done in the room or we're just not going to get into or people's families don't want them to talk about, whatever the case might be. But uh, Doug and I, my best anecdote on this is we're sitting there and it was here because I can picture Doug saying it in the old studio. It was just me and him in there, and oftentimes I'm just reading or texting with people, and Doug goes, he's got to be joking, right? <laughs> it's got to be. You can't, this can't be real, right? He goes, he, he goes, I've never met somebody with so much self-confidence, and yet such a confusing <laughs> way to have it. So Doug and I do not know. Right. I do not believe... Uh, he is acting, no. so I will have to refute Brad and Boca's. But I will also say, I have no—I honestly have no idea. Like I—I I know in the offense, so to speak, where everybody is. I don't—I can't see you, so I don't know. I can tell when you're flustered when something's wrong. I can tell that, and I'll like, let Jackson work that out because usually it's got something, nothing to do with the show, so to speak. Um, it's got to do with production shit, right? Plowhawk, I can tell when he's engaged and when he's not. Uh, Doug is, he's just going to perform day in, day out. Yeah. He's going to give you 20 and, and 10 boards and, and yeah. seven assists, and yeah. you just can count on it. And some days he's going to go for 30. Iggy, now you make the observation that he comes in, he's not in a good mood every day. Is that correct? He comes in a little, a little sour. Okay. Now, I don't know what that's about because he beats me here. <laughs> he does. As does everybody. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when I say hi to him, he's he's certainly you know talkative, and uh, but you know, I mean, I, but he, he you know he 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 has his stories. I've certainly heard a lot of them. Oh yeah, you know, but uh, I don't think I don't think it's an act. It's not. I from okay, I, right, I, 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 I can't say definitively because I'm not in his mind. But like to his point on like the Randy character thing, Iggy is one of the and I love Iggy he's one of the worst pronouncers of words of all time <laughs> he really struggles sometimes with the pronoun especially names like names he really can butcher sometimes uh so when he said Randy character that was just an instance where he messed up the name he didn't th he doesn't think Randy character's name is Randy character uh I can attest to that so when Claves was in and he said Randy character 
that's just, you know, he just said because he knows his name. Like, you know, that's not the case. Uh, what I'll say about Iggy, too, is like, yeah, I don't think he's – it's never like an act. I don't, I don't think it's an act. I just think that's who he is. And I, I really can't say much else on it because I am not Iggy. But I can say that I don't yeah, think I just it's don't an think act. it's an act. I, I mean, I just, really you know, think. like, God, there was something when we, I, when we were in Jamaica. And I love oh, it. Yeah. I took a picture. Do you know where I'm going with this? No, but I have a I have a Jamaica tale that will okay. also help to the, it's not an act. So uh I don't know, we're going out on a boat or something like that, whatever it was. It was with your yellow diaper day. Mm. And dark day. And he's just like, Yeah, I don't feel good. So I'm just gonna sleep. And he was told not by me or you, or, right, as right. you can imagine, Doug and Plowboy. <laughs> great at Plowhawks. You have to be here. Can you imagine? Yeah, I would that like you to. You need to go on this. Yeah, right. And I knew I couldn't wait to see him when he showed up because I knew he was going to be so fucking pissed. <laughs> <laughs> and so, sure enough, we're on like the dock or the fuck you call the thing. And, uh, and he's walking up and he couldn't be angrier. But, you know, he's, it's, you got to know him to know that he's angry. Right. And, you know, his every word's like a one-word answer if he answers a question. He's just sitting there and he's shaking his head and <laughs> looking off onto the horizon. Oh, yeah. Just so irritating. I like, did a show this morning. I'm on a fucking boat. I mean, I'm exhausted. I guess I got a fucking beer. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is so great. There were no microphones around. It was yeah. just like, you know, me and you and Anna Marie and whoever else was standing around at the time. And uh, and he was 100% legitimately angry about having to go on a boat in the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, he was not one too pleased. And I have a very similar story. This was at the end of our trip. It was actually on the commute home. Uh, it took a while for us to get through, uh, what's it called, uh, Customs oh, yeah. in Charlotte. Boy, that was brutal. Yeah. He was, was convinced we were going to miss the flight. And the whole time I'm saying, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. And as it turned out, we really could have missed the flight. Oh, 100%. We were a minute away from missing the flight. I thought I was going to be the only one to get on the plane. And then I saw Doug walk yeah. in behind me and I was like, I okay. Would, I would, you would have seen me. I'm like, you've ever seen me before because I was so ready to get home. Plus, I've got kids, two kids yeah. and you know, in-laws watching them. Holy shit. Yeah. And I would have lost my fucking mind if we I, didn't get on that plane. Yeah. And it there was, was like 8.30 in Charlotte. Uh, there's I'm no sure flights was late left. Flats. We're going to St. Louis. Shit. Yeah. So uh, I was very concerned I was going to be the only one. Doug comes on, and I see Tim come on, and it was just us three for a minute, and I was like, oh, boy, Plowsy, his girl, Anna Marie, and Iggy are, are going to be sending the night in Charlotte, <laughs> and I don't know power ranking of who I feel worse for. For record, Anna Marie told me to go. She had to use the restroom, so yeah. I was... Yeah, right, right, right. So it was. I was very concerned about the situation, and then I see all of them walk on the plane. I was like, okay, thank God. Uh, but there was Iggy Strode walking on in just his socks, holding his <laughs> shoes in his hand, and I could tell it was if he, he they were slip-on shoes. If he wanted to put his shoes on, he could. Ah, yes. But it was his protest of how upset he was by the situation that <laughs> he held his shoes in his hand and then proceeded to stare straight ahead for the two-hour flight because he had oh, no, right, cause he he had no entertainment. Out. Well, except Golf Rival Day played out loud on the plane. Oh, it was outstanding God. comedy. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So that is just like Iggy, like, that's him. Like, you couldn't make that up. That's not an act. He's, there's no cameras or microphones. That's just him, and it was hilarious. And I think I think, I think, what's so difficult, because most of our listeners at some point have had, like, a long-term relationship, at the very least, if not married, kids, whatever, or at one time were married. He has not had that. So he will, whereas most people, and then he also never really has worked in a real 
business atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So he's almost like a case study right. of what would it be like if somebody didn't have to interact with people in a real business. I mean, I guess now this is a real place uh, with like, you know, people who, who work beyond just like doing a show and sometimes right. just cutting a check so they can do a show. I mean, there's, you know, 100 plus people in this office space. And uh, and then not have a family, you know, right. and so it's a it's a different it's a different life, and so therefore you are used to being able to do essentially whatever you want. Because certainly it wasn't like there was like management, so to speak, at KF, and I certainly you can get fired at any moment. <laughs> right. But uh, but it's not like there was active management, and you know held to account. Like when he just exits the studio in the middle of the show, or he's late. I don't think he's thinking he's doing anything. No egregious because in his entire career he's never worked for a quote-unquote real place right i think kfns from like 98 through 2004 was a real place with real i mean the, the what they did there uh you know and growing it and selling it for as much as they sold it for speaks to it was a real place but uh you know a corporation and then not having a family no has in a long-term relationship and whatever so it's just a different thing but it also has led the byproduct of that it leads to this incredibly fascinating character yeah that is uh for real i can't imagine there is a better like when it and when i say personality i'm differentiating from talent like talent is certainly subjective as is personality but but i'm talking about on-air personality that is real and unique yeah. in St. Louis the Navy. And it's not a shot at somebody who would say, what about this person? I'm just, I can't imagine something being better. And the thing that makes him so great is that it's unapologetic. Right. It's like, I, I don't really, you know, yeah. this is who I am. And okay, you don't like it. I don't really fucking care. I, I don't want to go home to kids. Right. So you think that I'm living a miserable life? I would hate to go home to a wife and kids. And I would hate to have to go work a job from nine to five. So you can make fun of me living in a hovel in Maryland Heights, but I get to live the life I want to live, and I'm happy. Absolutely. So why do you even fucking worry about it? Right. So he's kind of just like, gives a shit. You want to make fun of it? Make fun of it. Be my guest. But I would never trade with you. Yep. So that speaks to, you know, peak in parentheses for a lot of people, surprising contentment. But he's content, and God bless. I mean, hey. Fuck, obviously I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm constantly looking for more and more and more and he's just content. Yeah. And, and I, and I truly, in that sense, I envy it in that part of it. I envy it. But I, as far as I know, the whole thing is, is real. And if it weren't, I for real would say, Hey, you know, don't, yeah, don't, don't, don't play a character no, here on the show. So I, I will have to refute again, Jackson, I can't speak because we're not Iggy, but I love to refute Brad and Boca's conspiracy theory. Uh, next up. Hey, Tim. Two-part question. Are we doing two-part questions? Yeah, we'll take them. All right, Tim, two-part question. What was the time when you feel like you had, quote-unquote, made it in the industry? And when did you first feel like TMA had made it? This is kind of a good one here. I like that question. I'm assuming there is a time when you realized you and the show became something transcending and rising above the idea of just being a, quote-unquote, little show. One of the things I like about the show is the use of drops. Uh Uh-oh. I remember a while back that Jackson had found some old ones. Is there a chance that you could take a trip down memory lane and recount the story of a drop on QFTA? Oh, this guy came loaded for bear. I I think it would be funny to hear the story or something behind the scenes like the, hello, Vivian drop. (laughs) Also, Sea Monster. Also, I haven't heard an update on the organization of the drops lately, but if you need someone to help organize and identify drops, please let me know. I'd be happy to help. Wow. 
this guy really is coming to order for beer. I feel like I should get a prize for this email. <laughs> Good questions and an offer to organize our drops. Thanks to you and the guys for the fun each day. I PLTD from Michigan. Ooh. And love it each day. Hearing Jermaine Stewart start to sing brings a brings me a smile. Take care, Tim. That's from Nick. Nick in Michigan, who wants to come in from Michigan and organize the drops. Yeah, that's a... What has to go on to organize the drops? I don't know. I, I remember talking about it, and Plog said, I'm not working for free. And so I was like, for real, like if I came in and just like let my son play around for a couple hours each weekend, I honestly wouldn't mind doing it. Just because it, it, I do think the drops add to the show. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't But think... my understanding is they're in absolute disarray. I don't know how to run the fucking board anyway. <laughs> so, but if, if somebody showed me how to like catalog the drops, I really would. I personally don't think the drops are in massive disarray. And I'm oh, not, wow. that's not like a shot at Plowhawk. I'm not, at least I'm not intending it to be. But for the most part, I'd say 97% of the drops are named the person who said it and what they said. Okay. So I truly, it's just that we have so many of them. And there's no keyword search on Adobe, which is an audio software that we use to both record the show and play audio. And so when you have that many, you have to scroll and find. So that, now the great Deke Dotham started ClipThatOff.com, which does use a keyword search, which is super helpful. So the combination of both of those is, you know, fine. And so, you you know, the organization isn't the problem. It's just the volume. I mean, I've said it before, but... When we moved over here from KFNS, I had a file with 14,000 drops. 14,000 drops, Bill. Probably only one to 2,000 of those are something we would use. Some of them are like, what is this? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, but you know, we do have a lot. It's not, and Pablo doesn't have a sheet of 14,000 in front of him. He has a sheet of like 800 in front of him, which even then is, is a, that right? is a ridiculous Holy amount. Shit. I think that's the reason why our Adobe audio this morning slow. was was. Yeah. Clicky because we have a another page of Adobe open with 800 audio files, and obviously they're very small files, but you add those up, it's a lot of data. So I think that's part of the reason. And so, uh, yeah, I don't think it's uh, an organization issue personally. Plowboy can maybe speak differently, but I don't think it's an organization issue. Right. Well, Nick wants to come in from Michigan and, uh, and work on it, so God bless him. Uh, as far as the story behind the Hello Vivian drop, Sea Monster, Hello Vivian. Uh, <laughs> It's so good. Everything about the whole interview is incredible. There's like some post context that I think is important too. I mean, I guess that I can because I can picture where we were, so I know where I know what year it was. It had to be 2016 because we were briefly at this like St. Charles office park. It's the strangest fucking thing. God, it was so weird. Um, when I did the deal to bring us from 920 to KFNS in 2016. One of the things that I was felt strongly about to the owner of the station, Randy Markell, was that it was important if we're going to build a sales staff, which was my primary goal, mm-hmm. um, is the sales staff has to be centrally located in order to get to clients. No doubt. And being, you know, not that St. Charles is, but... But it's still, it adds to time. And then what winds up happening is, you know, I'm sure people can relate to this in their own jobs. You know, I got a call in the Central West End. I guess I'll just do that and then I'll head home for the day. You right. know, it opens yourself. You need to have, and I think it's one of the reasons why still very rarely do you find like true radio stations that are businesses, uh, like with a goal of turning a profit out 
right. you know, they're, they're, because the central location has to be for sales purposes and also meeting purposes for the staff. And so that was one of the things that um, that we did do. And Randy, the reason why the Kirkwood Brewhouse thing happened, was always wanting to tie in a restaurant with the studios. That was his big thing. And uh, and so that's how the Kirkwood Brewhouse thing came to fruition and why KFNS to this day is at Manchester and Woodlaw- Woodlawn, where it was Kirkwood Brewhouse for a time being opened up in December of 16, if memory serves, and it got shut down during the pandemic. So it lasted, I guess, three and a half years. And I was I, I, I was given a small piece of it, like a small piece of it, not that I'm complaining about it. That's what I deserved. I didn't put any capital in. Don't right. deserve any more um, for helping facilitate that uh, that deal. But anyway, neither here nor there. So we're out there in that office park, a really unique studio, because um, it's an office park in St. Charles. And there, I think we had a sponsored segment, Jackson, called the Bomber O'Brien's Up-and-Coming Adult Film Star. I do remember that. Eddie McVeigh's handiwork. Yep. And uh, I believe his late brother, the great Pat McVeigh, uh, I think that was their idea. And I remember Melissa Marr, Marmar Banks to you, saying, how do you feel about a segment which you guys come up with an up-and-coming adult film star, Bomber O'Brien's, Maggie O'Brien's sister business, wants to sponsor? I go, this is the greatest thing <laughs> ever. <laughs> and uh, I won't even have to bother Doug or the cat with it. I'll handle the entire thing. Yeah, don't worry, fellas. Take this one off. And I'm really proud of, I don't recall, I know Jill Cassidy was one. Yeah. She's had a wonderful career. Was Gabby Carter part of that? I think it was before Gabby's uh, rise to superstardom. Who's the girl in the library? Oh, Kendra Sunderland, who's still going too, and also, yeah, but a uh, chaos library girl. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got busted like masturbating on a like cam site in oh. the Oregon State Library. Yeah, that's right, Oregon State Corvallis. And then one, I believe, was a, a last named Vivian Azure, who. <laughs> I love, I can't tell you. And it's got to be so, like for me, it's completely normal. Uh-huh. And I don't know if my wife at this point thinks it's normal or just goes, this is this is the cost of being with this fucking dumb shit. <laughs> but like with Doug and the cat and, you know, I, 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 I wasn't going to say Iggy, but there's no way Iggy thinks it's weird. No, <laughs> yeah. it was all in. Yeah. Uh, like how I am so excited, truly excited when I find an adult starlet who I know is going to be a superstar. I mean, I did it with Christy Mack, who became a mainstream in part because she got her ass kicked by her UFC boyfriend, War Machine, and then was on Real Sports. August Ames, who became famous because yeah. of her passing. Right. Uh, God, I know. If I looked at my text history with Caden Cross, I mean, I am batting like 900. <laughs> You're a scout. Oh, and I'm so fucking proud of it. For real. I am so proud of it. And you know, and I remember one. She's like, "Oh, she's she's hot, but she doesn't have an ass, so that's not going to work." And that girl's still going. Well, so take that, Caden, yeah. best director. <laughs> so uh, I have I have been more and, and so, what, what what a strange thing. Even if I were like twenty one, what a strange thing. But when you're a married father in your thirties and forties, to like. Get excited about that. Not to like go good. I'm gonna go beat off, but to like go. 
hey, Caden, I found another up-and-coming adult star. What a fucking weird thing. Like, there's no way to explain that away. Now, I'm completely comfortable with it. Right. I know at some point there's a chance my sons, five and one now, will go, oh, I want to listen to Dad. He's been gone for so long. Let me hear one of his podcasts. And he's talking about finding adult film stars in 2023. And pride will just... They'll be so thrilled. Yeah. They'll but, be so thrilled. But it gets to my thing, man. This is something that you love and that you care or are passionate about. And God bless. Be like, it's cool. It's cool to love things. Yeah, I, 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 like the shaming of like porn is such a stupid puritanical. I'm ashamed of my genitals and the fact that I want a fuck thing that I think is going away. Oh, yeah, slowly just, but surely. Yeah, right? it's just like yeah. People fuck. You can you can tell me I'm going to hell or I'm just gonna you know I'm gonna go blind or whatever whatever shit you want to come up with people have moved on from that now you can still say it but if people aren't buying it right. and then many of the people who get told that it wind up getting fucked in the ass all the time to like pertain to keep their virginity you know so that's what you created you created an anal boom that's the title of this podcast <laughs> I, was, I was literally just about to say well i guess this one's called the anal boom wait till people get that so across have, their I mean, good, good work i mean those people aren't listening to this anyways so or whatever Factual. uh but uh with that said uh vivian azure was beautiful. I'm going to type. Where is she from? <laughs> I thought one of the things, and I think this is, I think this is a, a flaw, perhaps. I thought she was like from like Detroit or Chicago or something. Based on the accent, I'd be surprised. Oh, and then when we bring her on after a hello, Vivian, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, know? you so, so much oh, for the yeah. nice work. Like, yeah, now I look at her pictures now, and I'm like. I mean, she she's hot. Don't get me wrong, but right. it, maybe not maybe not as deserving as the enthusiasm that I had, and also very obviously not. Uh, so so, I think she was actually she was studying to be an attorney, and that I found to be attractive. Yeah, I, I can see that. It, it's a I'm telling you. Here's another thing. Now this is this is the opposite. It's such a buzzkill for me. There is a an adult performer right now. She isn't like in Jenna Jameson. Lisa Ann world where people who aren't into porn know of Mm -hmm. her, but people who are into porn would absolutely know of her. And I heard her on a podcast and she's so stupid (laughs) that it absolutely destroyed it for me. But but most people are going, what the fuck do you care? And I I don't have an answer to it. I just know, I I just know it, it, it really... It, it his it, it, she's lost her luster after the podcast. But I get that because like some for some people like uh, intelligence uh, is a big or even just like and cutting hit, humor and right. bluntness and comfortable with sexuality. Those are all th- like if I'm like oh she's super hot like there's like there's some people there's a couple country music artists so people decide to go that would be the worst it would be the most boring you know but then sometimes like I was saying they can be the biggest you know you never know right. But at least the vibe they're giving off, it'd be like, God, this, you know, I'll do this again, I guess, you know, and like, oh, you think she's hot? Fuck you. You're cheating on me. You know, that kind of shit. Right. I just don't need it. No. I don't want it. I don't need it. I'll be fine by myself. I don't <laughs> fucking need that. I don't care how hot you are. And I know I'm a fucking repulsing you anyway. <laughs> so we'll all win by parting ways. But uh, so Vivian Azure was her name. And, uh, and I, so it's a sponsored segment, which is so wonderful that, that it was sponsored. Great. And so the sea monster who is, and I, and this is, of course, you know, you don't care about booking guests. It wasn't one of your job responsibilities when you're hired anyway, but he was a great guest booker. And on top of it, me, colon, up and coming adult film stars, 
John Seymour, a.k.a. Seamonster, colon, booking guests. Couldn't have enjoyed it more. He loved it. Yeah. It was his pride. Yeah. You know, that was his thing. And he was so great at it. Just being on TMA, it was terrible for him because yeah. we're dumb shitting around the whole time. <laughs> so here I, I got Vivian Ajour. He gets her. Incredible, by the way. <laughs> I'd love that, to see that message. And, yeah. And, and he... Hello, Vivian. <laughs> That's well, the drop. Well, I believe, and and I was an avid listener at the time, and I remember the Vivian Ajour thing really, really tickled my fancy. I thought it was the funniest shit I've ever heard. Uh, I believe because she was in a different country. I think she was in Toronto. Right. I think. And KFNS. She's from the Ukraine. Right. KFNS, you couldn't call an outside country. That'd probably be most radio stations. Right. You probably couldn't call another country. Well, there's ways around it, but either way, yeah. And that, that's that the particular well, that's, establishment. So they did. So Sea Monster found the way. Because we had, if you remember, Daniel Wallach oh, during yeah, the Rams the thing. Rams he was and... living, he was in Siberia. And we had we got him on. Yes, he was in Siberia. We got him on via Skype. So I think it was the same thing with Vivian being in Canada. And it was a very difficult thing. I can tell you from experience with getting Daniel Wallach on, it's not—it's a sweat the entire time that they're going to stay on the line because you're totally dependent on their and your internet connection. And so I believe Simons were probably saying hello, Vivian, because uh, he wasn't sure if she was still connected to whatever ah, WhatsApp or Skype call that they were using. That's where the actual hello, Vivian. Because the audio is kind of weird with her on top of her accent being right. sometimes difficult to understand. So she was on... That day, and within a week, she was out of the industry. <laughs> Maybe she got a law degree. And she was studying law, I believe. That's pretty cool. And there are times where, for whatever reason, I get the, I'm under the impression that she, it's probably my Twitter feed, uh, that she is making a return to the industry. And I can't tell you how excited I get. Yeah. Because that's it's fucking bizarre, though. That's so, like, I can acknowledge that's strange. By strange, not meaning I'm uncomfortable with that. I'm comfortable as fuck about it. Otherwise, I wouldn't talk about it. What is strange is that I might be the only person in the world who would be excited about a Vivian A. Shore return to the adult industry. That is what is strange. Didn't someone just come back? Didn't say you were telling, well, this was like a year ago. You are like, oh, welcome back to this particular Oh, star. I wonder who that is. Can't remember who Let it was. Let me tell you something, and I want you to listen to this and listen good. Okay. The I think I said to you, and I might have said it on TMA, certainly didn't say it on Balloon Party. <laughs> That would, that would have been eye-opening. Although I did bring up Ellery's on Balloon Party we've, today. We've done it a couple times. Uh, that I found out that Ellery's and Abigail Mack did a scene together. Oh. And I was so happy. Mike. And then yesterday, Ellery's, uh, friend of the Instagram, very active, as you oh know. Oh, God. <laughs> she did a scene with Kaylee Gunner. I don't know who Kaylee Gunner is. Very hot, but kind of gone filler central uh, yeah, that's so and it's tough. i know and it's so, so tough. and abigail mack has and ella has too i guess they all do i don't know it's we, all for other women right that's the thing i didn't know that until i think i, I don't know if a lady called into our show or texted in that that's what it's about and that it's a status thing yeah i can see it what being a strange thing. fucking thing it's weird i mean i guess if you want to like do some you know back of the napkin math if you're in your, I mean, I, I say 40s, but for you, you'd probably say 30s. But I mean, hey, I remember being right in your, I was probably a little younger, and I hooked up with a 28-year-old, and I'm like, wow, I'm <laughs> hooking up with an old lady, you right, know, and right. I look at that now, and it's insane to think. But for you, hooking up with somebody in their 30s, now it would seem that way. Yeah. And then when you get to 46, you'd be like, I can't believe I thought that way. Mm -hmm. But I remember thinking that way, so I understand it. That if you still 
are taking care of yourself. Now, I historically equate that with all people, not men or women or just women, all people, and that's working out, then you're probably still looking to fuck, which I am fully supportive of. Yeah. If you've let it go, you're probably not fucking or all that interested in fucking. You know, go to a Cardinal game. (laughs) So the fillers and whatever else is going on or guys working out if you're into gentlemen or if you're a lady listening to this podcast and i know so many are most most of the listeners this are attractive females who are you know getting fillers uh then it tells me you're still looking to engage in coitus and that makes me happy Hmm. so that is that you know what i mean You're, you're not you're not getting that done or going to the gym just for the fuck of it, right. you're doing it to still look younger, right. i.e., parentheses, attractive, what you think is attractive, and therefore you're still looking to fuck. I would and, say. And so I am pro in that sense what it is. Now, the status, I hate status symbol shit so much. I'm currently, we're doing a capital raise for Sound Story, so I'm doing things and listening to conversations with attorneys and accountants that are so, I thought I was a relatively intelligent man. Right. And I'm just like. Not your avenue. Oh. And and, then, and in fairness, my accountant goes, he goes, listen, he goes, you know more. He goes, you're not giving yourself a credit. I said, I'm telling you, when I'm on the calls with these, I, I sit there and I'm just like, I just, I want to like act like my Zoom disconnected. <laughs> I just, it's like, oh, you call that my son's oh. going crazy. I and there's like a, anytime there's a pause, I'm like, oh shit, that means the question for me. <laughs> and it's, it's just, it's so, but anyway, whatever. Good, I guess the proverbial good problem to have, as for they sure. say. For sure. So I recognize, you know, when people are making their moves and when they're not making their moves and, and, and making their plays and not making their plays. And so when I, see the status symbol thing, it is repulsive to me. And one of the people who's interested in investing, uh, this guy was doing some diligence, for lack of a better term, and the guy goes, he's your kind of guy, he's got a bunch of money, but he doesn't want anybody to know it. I go, there you go. Right there, yeah. I hate, if somebody has a bunch of money, great, I couldn't care any less. But if you want to let me know, you do. But then you get into this thing in St. Louis, which I think is a lot about like the, especially like the average or below average private schools, Status symbols and the bumper stickers with the schools. I mean, what are we fucking doing? It's crazy. So if we go with the status symbol of getting shit injected into you, and that's a status symbol, then then I'm anti. Right. If it's pro fucking, I'm pro. Mm. If it's status symbol, I'm anti. There I, is my official position on today's episode called the anal boom. Yeah, I think you just throw a Gallup poll up and say, why do you get lip fillers? And then is it all my for, followers for are fucking? <laughs> and then the second option is status symbol. Status symbol. Yeah. 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 Like and, your $20,000 a year school that is no better than the school district you're in, but you're insecure about sending your kid to a public school. Fuck off. That's a good, like, Logan Roy fuck oh, off there. God. I like I that hate one. that shit so much. And, I, and then it, like it's, it has nothing to do with my life, mm-hmm. but I but yet it bothers me, and I don't know why it bothers me. I think it bothers me because I think it, it it's so St. Louis centric, and I see the region that I loved so much, and I spurned offers to go elsewhere, and then I see like these self inflicted wounds of dumb shit, right. whether it be latent racism that like in other markets they'd go, wow, you guys still have that going on, or or shit like 
you know, below average private schools that cost ridiculous amounts of money that people are sending them to under the guise of caring about religion just so you can be a status symbol. Fuck off. Those are self-inflicted wounds. What an episode this anal boom is. Yeah. We didn't talk near enough anal for it. <laughs> for it to be titled the anal boom. Yeah, but it's too good a name not to name it the but anal But I really boom. do believe that it played a role in anal. I, oh, yeah. I, 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 I don't not? believe it did. Yeah, I mean, that's it's, it it's, it's cause and effect there. Right. All right, what else do we have in this email from Nick, who wants to come in from Michigan to organize the drops? I'm a big Nick guy. Yeah. I want to give Nick a prize. But what do you give him, like Tigers tickets, his, Lions his tickets? His prize can be coming in here and working for nothing. <laughs> uh, when did I feel like I made it? Didn't, I didn't know that I had made it, so what a, what a wonderful question. Jackson, do you feel like you've made it? So you're going to be self-conscious. Here's where you are. I'll tell you exactly where you are. You want to know where you are? I'll tell you. This question's turned fast. <laughs> <laughs> Please, go ahead. Here, you are... Pleasantly surprised with what has happened relatively quickly. You're happy with what you're making Mm -hmm. at the moment, Mm -hmm. but hungry to make more Mm -hmm. and probably aware because you have been uh, told the war stories and cautionary tales from me and Doug Vaughn to know it's in your best interest to diversify as you go along in the industry or perhaps branch off to remain somewhat in the industry but know that at any moment they'll put a pistol to your head if there's a bad quarter in some other market no doubt yeah i have uh i have been the benefit of of hearing some of these stories and and getting some wisdom from you and doug and from a bunch of i mean everybody who's worked who else here. has given you wisdom uh, and, Anthony Stalter's given me a lot of good oh, wow. wisdom. Anthony Stalter, Randy Carricker has given me a lot of good wisdom. Uh, and so I, I really you got some good ones here. Yeah, I got some really good people in my ear, and I'm very fortunate to that. And, and it's great to get that, but it's even more great to to utilize that uh, information that you're given. So yeah, I'm very happy where I'm at now. Love doing it. Um, love the people I work with. Truly respect everyone I work with, which I think is there's a difference between liking everybody and respecting everybody, yeah. and I do both. And um, and I'm happy where I'm at right now, but always, you know, doesn't really matter what industry you're in. You always keep your options. You should always be open to change. Um, but for right now, I'm super happy, and I like doing what I do. So, yeah, it's been, I mean, if you would have told me my senior year. Three years ago. Three right. years ago, May of 2020. May of 2020, yeah, I was. Uh, you were sitting at home watching Zoom classes, or you already graduated at that point? No, I was still in Zoom classes, but I was in Columbia, Missouri, uh, just running out that lease in uh above shakespeare's and oh that's uh, where you lived uh-huh yeah there's a really nice brookside right above shakespeare's on ninth and elm there and that's where i lived great apartment How and often did you get shakespeare's never too expensive i didn't, I didn't really get it I, I, I don't think it's that good that's kind of where i am great bar i would go to the bar and get them out they had a really cool bar that had but great... i think booches is the tits oh it's outstanding yeah yeah booches is fantastic fries but i know that's a sore subject yeah the chips are all right what's the deal get... with the great burgers not having great fries or fries available in and out in and out yeah Bouches. i think shake shack has great fries and i agree crinkle cut bro that's why i think shake shack's the best God, but, i get shake shack tonight now. that's a good play the uh but yeah like if you had told me may 2020 it's like hey i know you're stressed about this essay you haven't written one word about that you, that's due in the morning but relax because this time next year you'll be producing TMA, I would have shit myself. How about that? I would have shit myself. Well, that's a great thing. Yeah, that's so, a wonderful thing. So that that so made it is all relative. Oh yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like to me, made it is, I can just I I'm living in warm weather year round, and I don't have social media. Yeah. And I ideally occasionally have the less popular M F F if at all possible. Bi quarterly. 
be all oh, be plenty. <laughs> That's I can need. make that deal. I'm telling you, I have I have put on the table with my wife many a time, and then she puts it on the table herself. So she challenges me. She puts a man to the test. Is what she does. <laughs> I said, all right. So if I do this, we get this house here, and we live there, and we move there. She goes, sure, I'll get a girlfriend. I'm like, wow. You just you I'm just like, dangled right, maybe the carrot. Extend myself here. <laughs> you put the yeah. carrot right in front of the rabbit. Tommy, I got him. I know I'm under contract, but I gotta. I gotta go. I gotta go see about a girl. <laughs> Shout out Robin Williams. Thank you. Uh, you. You're laying your cards on the table. Tommy's like, listen here. <laughs> I understand. Uh, all right. For me, when do I feel like I'd made it? I don't really. I don't know. I. I would say to me, the moment. What do you think? Let's see. Let's see. Get to know your co-hosts. <laughs> what moment do you think I'll cite? My guess is you're not going to get it, but. When I give it, then it'll make sense. So for... And, and for the record, I've never really been like, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> you never had your, your giant drama no, moment in front I of the mean, Grand I Canyon? I don't I don't know, but that's the thing. I'm so fucking uh, insatiable in, in, in multiple ways that I, I don't know if I'll ever, ever look that. I, right. Which is a really not a... That's why I say so often, it's not a great way to live. So I do envy Iggy's contentment. <laughs> I truly do. What do you think? So for TMA... I'm it gonna, isn't TMA, so I'll take that off. Okay, in, in the question. Okay, yeah. so what are you what are you gonna add? I, I, I what would, are you gonna get? You wanna venture a guess? The, you might be able to get this one. Yeah, the twenty thirteen man woman situation where it kind of became apparent that something was was up and that the that's audience a, was on your side and that's everything. A, that's a good one. It that that was big, although I, I it up until that point I had never had what I have now where the audience isn't on my side. So I didn't know any better. Yeah. Um so I was expected the audience. It would have been weird if the audience would have taken Dan Marshall's side. Would have gone, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. Um, I would say the answer to the, the when I thought TMA had made it. There's two, and I don't know which one came first. Um, and I, and, there, and I can picture each, but I don't know which. Usually, I can do the year by, based on picturing. Um, the one that was holy shit was the tenth anniversary of Inside STL. Mm at AB in their beer garden mm-hmm. and it was packed and I didn't expect that I truly didn't expect I mean this isn't like a self-deprecating thing it's it's just it, I truly I don't think the guys on the show did either August 2015 right August 2015 that's correct and then the after party was at Truman's slash Duke's the upstairs bar and it's our own party and there was a line around the building to get in and they didn't have room crazy this is crazy. And it was just like, how? And we're on 9.20 a.m. Right. Oh, yeah. Which was up until I signed the paperwork with the owner of the station. I think he still owns it. Um, hits me up every now and again to buy it. That's the reason why he still <laughs> owns it. Uh, but so maybe he doesn't. I haven't heard from him in a little while. Uh, Bert Kaufman is a great guy. I really do like Bert a lot. Uh, and he's, fuck, 50 years older than me, uh, 40 plus years older than me. Um, but it had been like a, I think the official format, this isn't like me going STL Today comments, I believe it was called Urban Talk. That's what it was called Mm -hmm. during the week, and it was religious brokered programming on the weekends. And so we took that and not only turned it into the place where we could do our own shit, but we became profitable. Mm -hmm. And then on top of it, we were as in control as you can be, even though Bert wasn't the licensee. So we, we you know, I had to cut him a check to, for the time. So I wasn't in full control. But of our programming, um, I was in that position. And so it was great. 
And the problem, the reason why we left there was because, and hey, I get it, it's business, I don't take it personally, but he started asking for, like what we initially were paying per month by the time we got around to year three, I guess, it had doubled and it just became, it was yeah. cost prohibitive. Because yeah. honestly, if that wouldn't have happened, he would have been in a better spot and we would have never left. And so we wouldn't have gone through 2016 to 2021, which was really not a fun time for anybody involved in that. Um, so that sucks. Um, at the same time, I suppose we wouldn't have wound up here because we'd still be there. Right. But I mean, we were really happy and I'm, I wasn't making as much money, but I was happy as fuck. Right. I remember thinking that I'm just fucking, I remember saying to my wife, I go, God damn it. It was worth it. And what a great feeling to be able to say that to your yeah. wife who'd been through a lot of the shit with you. I mean, she'd 100%. been with me for almost a decade of that. And I go, God, we got there and we went through hell, but we got there and then we leave and then we go, Oh my God, here we go again. It's Godfather part two. Um, but uh, that for TMA, certainly. But then there was another thing with TMA. We were doing a live remote from Friendlies, and we were giving away these Doug Vaughn suspension T-shirts. Oh, yeah. As usual. My brother was there. Oh, was that right? Yeah, he's like one of the first people in line. And as usual, it's Friendlies in South City, not the location in South County now. And I get there at, you know, whatever time I get, 7.03, you know, my standard time. And I'm probably like, fuck, why am I going to drive this far? You know, it's like three minutes longer than normal. So I'm, <laughs> and... I'm like, well, how come I can't fucking park? What's going on at Friendly's this morning? Yeah, you know, Rogers not even place. thinking. Yeah. And then I see that there's a line out the door, and it's 7.03. And I'm going, well, these motherfuckers want fried chicken, thinking <laughs> it's like people like getting off like the night shift at the brewery because you're yeah. kind of by there. I'm like, I didn't even know Denny was open this early. Right. And it's just a bunch of TMA listeners wanting to get the Doug Vaughn T-shirt, the suspension T-shirt. Incredible. You've been suspended two days' time. Oh, yeah. And that moment... I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. For real. I, I couldn't believe that. I remember there was a time, our first ever TMA Live. It was the Hot Shots on Manchester. I don't know if that one's still open anymore. I don't think it is. By Nippon Tei. Yeah, oh yeah. I don't, uh, Nippon Tei isn't open either anymore either. Oh, is that right? Yeah, closed. How about that? Yeah. Uh, and I remember pulling up to that, and I think Anna Marie was with me, and I go, boy, I don't know what the hell's going on here tonight, but they got a big crowd. And that wasn't like a, I bet it's for us, but I'll act like, <laughs> I truly was like, fuck, we got to do a show and they got a bunch of people here. So this yeah, is going to be, because I'm thinking thing. they're for they're for something else. Right, just to hang out or something. But they're there for TMA. Incredible. So it, it truly has been for real. And maybe that's why it's worked, because that's one of the, the, the sales manager here goes, he goes, you guys are really humble for what you have. And I go, we don't know any better. And I, I always make the analogy of, if you if if you've played for the Oakland A's and you've only known the Oakland A's, then it's really easy to go play for the Yankees, right. you know, or the Dodgers or something like that. But if all you've known is the Yankees and the Dodgers, it'd be a real motherfucker to go play in Oakland in front of twenty three hundred people and David have Justice. the sewage fall on you, David Justice and Moneyball. Yeah. So we were the Oakland A's, and yeah. so that's all we knew, and so we're just. You know, when they'll go, like some of the people here are laughing about the studio situation. <laughs> like, how do you like the new studio? I'm like, honestly, I don't really, yeah. we're just happy to be here. 100%. And everybody's making more money, and everybody here treats us kindly, just kind of leaves us alone, really. But yeah. when they need things, we do them, and it's good. But as I always say, it'll at some point it'll come to an end and whatever, but I'm grateful in the moment for the time that it's going on. You know, it is That's a... Key. 
Sure, because that's because but that, but and I've I've talked about it before. I remember being in spring training. This was probably a decade ago. Just driving, getting ready to go on the ramp to go up I ninety five north from PGA to Donald Ross, and going, God, I am getting paid to be in Jupiter, Florida, to do a show that I love doing with guys I love doing a show with, which is an important thing because you always don't have that shit, and and you know at some point I'm gonna look back and go how fucking lucky were we to get to do this, right. you know? And I'm, I know there was work and some calculated risks that led to it, but still, either way, you know, you still have the gratitude for it. So there's that when it comes to TMA, and as far as when I, I, I would say the most substantial career leap moment, I still wouldn't call it making it, because I know how much money I was making, and I sure as hell wasn't making it, but uh, do you want to take, a, now that I've given some hint, when you went on the Artie Lang show? No, no, I didn't make any money for that. I don't think I did. Well, I'm not just kind of like expensive. being on there. No, and like... no, I, no, that's a, that's a, that's, not, that's not a bad play. That was a, that was a great 48 hours. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, because who I got to hang out with more than anything else. Um, it was getting the phone call to from KMOV to get to St. Louis oh, yeah, yeah, when yeah. I was in Little Rock. Yeah, that was still. It's been 20 three years now god wow um that was because i was trying to get out of little rock and i would have gone i was sending tapes that's what you did then tapes vhs tapes uh to, i remember east lansing oh oh yeah roanoke north carolina wrong, wrong oh, state virginia? virginia yeah um i think tallahassee i mean these are all smaller markets than oh, little yeah. rock but right. i was in such a bad situation there that you know I mean, and then uh, there's this website, and I think it's still around. God help you if you're looking for jobs on there. Holy shit. Uh, called Media Line. Let me see if it's still around. Oh, my <laughs> see God. See if you can acquire Oh, acquire. God. I'm, I'm going to pass on it. I'm like, my dollar's tied up in goodorbad.com. Yeah. Oh, it's gone. Oh, it makes me feel. Oh, it's now like an IT solutions thing. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. Uh, rest the, in peace media rest in, I mean it was the thing for if you worked in television because yeah. that's where job book postings would be and now knowing what I know that's not how you got jobs right you know if you're new they, they Hubbard post jobs you know they posted something when they were uh, I don't know they're like, and people are like oh who's getting fired from TMA because they posted oh, a yeah, TMA yeah, yeah, thing yeah, yeah. like well they have to legally they, everybody has to post jobs right so that's how by the time it gets to me the real people they want they've already got narrowed down right. and I'm like oh good I'll send a tape to <laughs> probably five oh, bucks in God. packaging and stamps it did it was it was three dollars and 75 cents and I was working in Little Rock and I'm dead serious when I saw the job post I'm like oh my god can't even like, there's no way though. Hime's 22 or 3 and uh, and I'm and I saw the job posting for KMOV Weekend Anchors, and I'm like, I wonder who's there, because I knew Doug was there, even though Doug didn't know me. Right. But I'd watched him for 13 years, and I knew Savard was there, and I didn't know there was a third person, but there was a guy named Bob West, who, when the Rams went to the Super Bowl to play the Titans, did not get invited by the, the, the television station to cover the game. He had to stay back in St. Louis, and he was furious. He already wasn't happy there, and he quit. He quit the night before the Super Bowl to shove it up their ass. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so the story goes, Bob West might be a loyal listener of the podcast. And what a great Bob media West. name. Sure. Bob West. And uh, and so the job was open up. Yeah. And God, I remember, I, was, I can picture what it was. It had to be Valentine's Day because I remember my girlfriend at the time. We went to dinner that night. 
and I didn't even get the job. I just got an email back from the news director. Right. And I'm just like, you know, I sent the tape. You know, I mean, you can pay. So the Super Bowl's January 30th, which means he quit January 29th. And, uh, and they posted the job. So maybe I did really get a real job posting, I guess, for them. It was, a, you know, it was the number three job in the sports department. But it was, it was an anchor job, so right. it was a real job. No doubt. And I remember going to the post office, which was near downtown Little Rock by where I lived. And I'm like, God, I don't have any money, man. I don't know if I should spend $3.75 on something that I know is not going to right. lead to a job. And I'm like, oh, fuck it. Maybe they'll like it and they'll be like, okay, in a few years when you're, you know, 30, <laughs> we'll look at you. Yeah. And I'll just develop a rapport because I kind of had that going with a news director in Memphis, which to me was a big deal. And uh, I sent the tape. And I guess I did a follow-up email, which usually is not the way to handle it, but whatever. Um, you know, I don't mind it when people follow up with me for positions. I, I, if anything, it shows initiative, and I like that. Um, so I followed up with the news director, and within like five minutes, he responded. I bet I have. I bet I, I got. I have the email. I'm sure I do. Uh, saying we really liked your tape. Uh, we'll let you know. You know. And I think I wrote back, like, I'm dead serious. I would do this job for free. And I'm ser- I actually meant it. Negotiating now, against yourself. Oh, yeah, negotiating bit. 101. <laughs> now they could offer me 10 times what I was making there at the time, and I wouldn't do it. <laughs> but then uh, I, would, I would do it for free, uh, and I meant it. Because I was like, I just got to get the fuck out of this place. Right. I mean, I got this, and for your you know, hometown. I got this Tammy Faye Baker lady who... Uh, well, hates you're jacked me. up. Oh God, because she thinks I'm making references to masturbating on the sportscast. I mean, what the fuck? But you know, her church friends didn't like that I was a Yankee and wasn't <laughs> involved in Arkansas sports. I mean, holy shit! And I'm I'm trying to go to Pensacola. I'm trying to go to Tallahassee, East Lansing, Roanoke for like no money, like half of what I think you're making. You <laughs> know, yeah. for real, uh, like anything just to get the fuck out of of the situation and it was a miserable time and so that was valentine's day and i remember being on this high because the guy had gotten back to me mm-hmm. and then i uh then he says we want you to come up for a job interview i'm going oh my god i get to go to st louis and this agent who now i believe has his own agency he was kind of advising me and i think he was kind of trying to see what would wind up happening because what they do what they did is they would try to like build their agency by finding the people when they're super young and then try and take them through. And then when they finally start actually getting a chance to make real money, even though nobody, not nobody, but few people in TV are making real money. I mean, like for real, few people in TV are making real money. Real money certainly being subjective. But uh, that they would have been, they would have taken them up through the ranks. And he goes, okay, now get ready. You've never seen anything like KMOV before. And so in my mind, I'm like, wow, this is going to be... And I walk in and it's a shithole. I mean, an absolute shithole. I mean, like the ceilings are lower than the ones we're in right now. It looks like the thing that people like throw pencils in to stick. <laughs> it's just a bunch of people who clearly don't really like their job. Right. And I'm like, the newsroom at Little Rock's nicer than the KMOV newsroom. What the fuck is this about? And I'm in there. I'm in the back in the sports office with like Doug and I introduce myself. I'm like, oh, hey, Doug, I'm a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> you probably love that. I love that. And Savard, I mean, Savard was probably 36 or 37 at the time. And, and the sports department's a shithole. Might have been about as big as the room we're in right now. Yeah, which is not big. Which is not big. 
and it had a desk for the two producers, the weekend anchor, Doug and Savard. And uh, and I'm just like, what can I do? I want to, you know, what can I do? I mean, I can just picture it. I mean, you know, it's like, that's why when people are really ambitious to get working with us, I understand it and I recognize it and I don't laugh at it. I respect it because I was the same guy. Yeah. And uh, Savard goes, oh, just, you know, you can watch, you know, watch Mark edit the, the highlights, which I'm sure he was just like, you know, now I know how, like, dumb that is. But he's just like, I got to write scripts, motherfucker, you yeah. know. What, way off me here. And, but, I, but I know that the real theme, looking back on it, they were enamored with how young I was. Uh-huh. And he goes, you know, legally, we can't ask you how old you are. Uh, but, uh, you know, Steve, Steve was a news, Steve Hamill was the news director, and he goes, all it takes is one news director to like your stuff. And so I think that was Steve's way of going, we well, don't fucking get this. Like you're a kid, <laughs> right? you know, and you're going to be, you're in the mix to be our weekend anchor. Like what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and, uh, but I remember thinking this, I am so, I mean, I'm dying to get to East Lansing, Michigan for real, dying to, right. dying to. And now I'm, I'm, I haven't, now I'm, I'm, I'm one of three or four people that's a finalist for the job that I've wanted forever. For, yeah. I mean, as long as I've gotten into this shit and psychologically, what I was thinking was, how am I going to be able to recover if I get to the point where I'm flown up to St. Louis for an interview, meet everybody, and then I don't get the job. And now I'm back to begging for East Lansing. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That'd be brutal. And so, uh, I was, I was very emotionally leveraged. I don't recall what the date was, but it was either late February, might've been March 1st, 2000. And the news director called me and said, Hey, uh, when you were in town, I forgot to ask you a question. I go, Oh yeah. What? And I'm like, Oh my God. What then? He goes, I forgot to ask you if you want the job. I'm just like, incredible. And that's when you knew you made it. I'm about made it. But that was like to go from, yeah. From that, which was a living, it was truly a living hell. I had gone on since late September of 99, living hell, treated like, like shit. I mean, she did. And I mean, for real, I don't know if she's still around or not, but whatever, not good people. And, you know, just sitting right here, I'd say the same thing to her. I don't give a shit. Uh, And treated me terribly. And I was 100% innocent. I'm guilty of plenty of shit, but I sure as hell wasn't weaving masturbation in by saying jacked up. It's a standard phrase. Right. And so when I was my last day and she had to come in and say, I understand you got a job in St. Louis. I'm like, I sure fucking did. Yeah, that's the moment. That's when you can put it right. I sure fucking did. And so help me, the night I won Best Sportscaster in the Midwest, uh, 2002, which I thought was going to be a big deal and it didn't mean shit to my money. But uh, I believe that week she had been fired for some kind of wrongdoing. Ah, that's and since I'm, and right since I'm not sure of exactly what it was, I won't say what I b- believe it was. But uh, it, yeah, so it was, so that was then being able to call my dad and my mom and saying I'm coming home. That's oh, the greatest. That was the best. But uh, as far as like made it, made it. I don't know if I ever viewed it like I made it. I don't know if anybody, because or anybody, like I guess if you're, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it's all, it's all in the eye of the beholder, right? You know, it's all and all what you think your career can be, right? Because that, cause that was s- everything to me. That which would made it so tough to leave five years later because it had been everything, and now I'm in my mid twenties. I'm going. I'm fucking leaving, right? But you know, the, but I mean, it was it was without a doubt. I, I, I mean, it, it wasn't even a sweat. 
But I mean, I also knew the financials and I was going to be making way more doing radio. And I also was tired of doing TV. There was another set of circumstances that was a problem. Um, and, uh, and so, but the public was like, oh, there's no way he didn't get fired. Nobody would leave TV for radio. Whereas Brooke just left being the sports director at right, KMOV. exactly. To do radio. And nobody's like, oh, she got fired. Right. But with me, it was, oh, he must have gotten fired. Times have changed. It's, 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 indeed, it's indeed correct. But uh, at that time, which sounds dumb to people such as yourself, because you can't imagine like a local TV job being a big deal. But at right. the time, oh, and again, with the context of the, the hell I was going through in Little Rock, it was it was everything. So it was, that would I would say that was it. Yeah, I don't know what else. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't really. Th- it's a. It's a nice question from Nick in Michigan. Shout out Nick in Michigan. Yeah, and I, he did. He did some good work, uh, and made me ponder. Yeah, but the stuff with the TMA thing with the tenth anniversary, the uh, the you've been suspended T-shirt thing, and it wasn't like it was two hundred people, but it was a decent amount of people out the door Crazy. at seven a.m. on like a Thursday in South City. Yeah, that's incredible. At friendlies. I mean, what in the world? Uh, yeah, getting hired at Hubbard, it never really surprised me because Tommy and I had been talking since 2013, getting the offer from KMOX. That didn't, you know, I, that 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 also had been discussed well before it started. So I knew that was, that's why I was telling KFNS, I will leave because I knew that there were opportunities. You know, uh, if you want to tell everybody that our show is costing you money, fine. I'll bet against you on that. Right. My bet is you don't have a sales staff, and that's why it's costing you money. So let's take a chance on that. I'm all in. I will leave my contract and walk away so you can't blame it anymore. Uh, no, Big but we're going to sign you to an extension. Well, we'll see about that. So, you know, that's that was, but that was, to me, that was, that was, like the success with that, that wasn't a surprise because I knew it. But I think here at Hubbard, I don't think they knew. And so that has been the thing that has made the relationship and we didn't know how good of a group of people this was if anything i had corporate aversion you know oh, yeah. so i i wasn't uh thinking that it would be as as good as it's been as far as the quality of people who who work here like it's just a good group of people which i'm sure people are tired of me saying because if anything i'm like oh god now it's gonna be and so i think the fact that we do what we do uh both from a revenue standpoint, from an audience standpoint, how good our audience is to them when they interact with them. Yeah, that's Jesse in events or sales. They're just like, not only do these guys have an audience, but they have a really like quality group of people. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> who, uh, who are in the audience. So, yeah, I don't know. I've never really thought about it. Nick in Michigan did wonderful work there to uh, to make me think about it. So um, there it is. Hello, Vivian. <laughs> in the anal boom podcast there it is uh your questions anything is welcome team mckern inside stl.com uh qfta brought to you by ryan kelly the home loan expert account studio sponsor james carlton of the carlton state farm insurance agency mark can of evergreen well strategies by seth goldcamp at design air heating and cooling online at designairservice.com and by munganas st louis acura and alton toyota online at st louis acura.com alton toyota.com or use the secret number 314-252-0029 uh to call or text the fine people at Munganess, St. Louis, Acura, Alton, Toyota. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been QFTA on the Tim McKernan Show.